The Move Hub Podcast. again numero tres yes mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. with the content we've been doing well this month yeah yeah i mean black history month so yeah turn up come with goods yeah we did. back to back yeah if you haven't already check out the our black history month edition that's out on the movehub.com yeah mm-hmm. so i'm priscilla i'm a co-founder of the move and you can find me at Silla hope underscore on twitter I'm Toro, I'm also a co-founder of The Move, um, and my app name is T-O-R-O underscore O-X. And my name is Joshua, I am the communications manager for The Move, and my at J-A-Y-T-H-E-E-K-I-N-G. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Very good. So, <laughs> <laughs> this particular episode is going to be on... The Erasure of black british history yes okay (laughs) and the reason why we got into this topic is because if you follow us on twitter then you'll see at the moment we're doing a series of polls um every monday we're releasing a question in order to find out more about the windrush generation but what also brought this particular topic to mind was just everything that's going on in the news at the moment about People changing Black History Month to Multicultural Month. Yeah. Or Diversity and, uh, Month. Yes. Work Council, that's you. Sick of mm-hmm. Yeah. And ashamed of yourself. Mm. Yeah, that shade. Yeah, that shade. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're going to get into all that, but um, that's how we came up with the general topic. I yeah. I think, to... it's, think it's interesting because I was just thinking that a good example of the erasure that we've seen. Word. <laughs> Sorry, we is just it... had a debate before. <laughs> so it's fine though, it's just context. <laughs> we just had a debate around oh whether the grammatically correct term is the erasure of black history or the erase of black history or just simply erasing black, black history. history. So if you have an opinion, if you care, let us know what the proper You can let us know that Joshua's right because he yeah. is right. Oh, Basically, no. anyway, maths not English, but I don't know. You get what we're trying to say, say anyway. Yeah. To be honest, rubbing it out, yeah, rubbing <laughs> it out. Okay, right, yeah, moving on quickly. Basic terms, <laughs> terms, all the way. Um, I think a good example of the ratio is if you think about important dates in history. How many people know? For example, we're talking about the wind rush when the wind ru- wind rush boat docked at Tilbury. But if I said Battle of Hastings, you would know the date immediately. Ten sixty six. Yeah, yeah. Not the year. No, I didn't yeah, know the that. year. <laughs> the year. Like you at least know the year. You don't know. Tennessee. You don't pay attention in history. No. That's horrible. What were you guys learning? I don't oh know. Gosh. Tudors. I feel like it's the Tudors. See, the Tudors felt like forever. My whole history lesson was the Tudors. Because then you could say, oh, you could name the eight wives. Is it eight wives? King Henry. Seven, Henry, Seven yeah. wives. You could name at least maybe five of his wives off the top of your head. 
speak for yourself. Okay, <laughs> Again, cool. sorry. Cool. But you can name these wives, you can name these historical figures pretty yeah. quickly. I mean, straight away you've identified basically education, the fact that, yeah, you know, in history lessons, you won't talk about black British history or the contribution of the Windrush or how we even came to be in this country in the first place. Yeah. Like, the most you get is Martin Luther King. Yeah. Mm. Even on Black History Month. Yeah. They're teaching you Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King and slavery. Yeah. And literally, like... As though our history begins... And ends with slavery. slavery. Mm. I read this article, actually. Um, It was basically saying how teaching slavery in schools is putting off um, black students from wanting to learn about history. Yeah. Learning just about that is... Like no one's trying to hear just that. If you keep yeah. telling people that their history is just about slavery, mm. like you're, you don't really want to learn. What do you want to learn? Yeah, it's quite yeah. a brutal history. Like yes, we need to understand that it was intense and how bad it was, the extent that it was. But I feel like just focusing on that, yeah, we need to broaden the narrative yeah. around like British history in mm. schools. And I mean, it just doesn't make sense, the fact that, like, you know, Windrush first started here in the late 1940s, yeah. in the 1948. Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense how, like, we've been here for 60, 70 years now, and we haven't learned about what we've done here yeah. in that time. Like, the book um, I was reading, um, where I'm no longer talking to white people about race, goes through the whole of the 60s, whole of the 70s, whole of the 80s, and picks up key moments in time which would, like, classify as being part of the civil rights movement. Okay. And there was this one particular um, example which basically mirrored that of Rosa Parks, like, oh. in terms of a whole area boycotting the buses because they weren't hiring black drivers and wow. black, who had the qualifications. And yeah. that happened, like, literally within the same year as, like, the Rosa Parks incident in America. Yeah. But we just don't learn about it. Mm, it's like, yeah. well, why? Because that literally was, like, our grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's a testament to the Britishness. So you know how Britishness is very subtle? It's very, like, it's not as overt as Americanness. Americanness is a bit more brash in your face, whereas Mm. Britishness thinks a little more subtle. Yeah, more introverted. Yeah, a bit more introverted. So, you know, that's why I felt like it was easier for them to point at America and say, oh, look at all these horrible things that are happening there. So Martin Luther mm-hmm. King had to come up and be the black saviour. And mm-hmm. Rosa Parks was Mary. Like, yeah, like, they, yeah, they put them up as, as a way of... as bad as yeah, them, basically. Exactly. It's like refocusing the attention off of the situations or the racism, discrimination happening here and just being like, no, but look over there. Look how much they're having yeah. to do yeah. to fight for this, this and that. And just constantly, like you said, it's part of British nature to just like suppress, like they just don't even want to acknowledge the things that have happened here and the, the way that black people have had to fight for everything in yeah. this country. Like they just want to like sweep it under the carpet, like yeah. not even acknowledging like the British Empire and what effect yeah. that's had like on colonial countries. They're just, just wanting yeah. to show the good sides even just with like with the commonwealth and stuff as well like yeah 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 it's the commonwealth now but usually literally these same institutions were colonial powers like they just not they just like changed the name basically Mm. and then tried to reshape the narrative (laughs) that were it's a collaborative (laughs) organization we're here to help you yeah benefit when the origins of <laughs> of these institutions, yeah. it's so very terrible. bad to me that the Commonwealth Games is like a thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. There's just immediate forgiveness for everything that had happened. Literally. Yeah, let's just go and have a couple sports. Even the recent um, Commonwealth Summit <clears throat> was um, in the midst of the Windrush scandal. Yeah. Like, how can you look these people these the leaders in the face when yeah. you're deporting mm. um, <laughs> their people? Yeah. Like, it's just so embarrassing. Like, it's yeah. actually embarrassing. Like, how can you defend yeah. yourself and talk, like, like make trade agreements, especially now that Brexit happens? They need yeah. us more. Like, they need the Commonwealth more than ever. Yeah. And in the midst of that, <laughs> yeah. Windrush scandal... Yeah. Trying to make trade deals. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. where's the... It makes no sense. It's yeah. very embarrassing. It just... Yeah. No, Theresa yeah. May. Well. Looking <laughs> at her. Yeah. You're at her in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think you should take a listen to this. But yeah. like, I think that even in terms of... Um, look, we just said it beforehand, but even in terms of British... Um, acceptance and understanding of colonisation in general it mm. would make sense that we learn about Britain's role in, in the Commonwealth in that way yeah. because I think both Tor and I watched like similar documentaries um, which was explaining the Caribbean mentality when they yeah. came in the Windrush era which yeah. is that they were literally raised in a British education system, they were raised like pledging um, allegiance yeah, to yeah. the Queen literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were raised believing that they were British and that Britain was like the motherland essentially, yeah. Yeah. so it's like <laughs> you know, I'm just going to the mainland, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not leaving home, I'm going to like the home home yeah, mm. literally like David Lammy, I was listening to a podcast with David Lammy, and he's basically saying, like, literally, from obviously when they took um, Africans to the Caribbean, mm. like they were literally stripped of their identity, yeah, their culture, the their name, yeah, their yeah. names, their language, and then it was put on <clears throat> them to be like British. They were given British names, obviously taught, made to speak English, yeah, and Christianity, Christianity as well. Like, so these people. W- like as soon as they were captured by the British, they because they were British property, they were British people. Yeah. And like once they were in the Caribbean, this narrative obviously slavery was abolished, but this narrative that they were British and they should be proud of being British carried on. Mm. So that's why like when they came to came to the UK, were invited mm. <laughs> to, yeah. to the UK to rebuild to <clears throat> literally. Yeah. That's why they had hopes that you know, it would be a better this, life. Yeah, it would yeah. be a better life. That's what they, they were sold. Like they yeah. were sold this propaganda. Well, yeah. What were you saying about the um, ministers coming over to the Caribbean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To you know, try and get them to come over and convince them to. It wasn't just that. <laughs> I don't know if people have this perception that people just decided to come. Yeah, just because. Mm. Like no, they were it literally. <laughs> yeah, like they were implored to co- to come and help yeah. rebuild this country, not their own country. People fought in the first and second world war not for a war that they were it, it wasn't any of their business yeah, they, no. they came to home. exactly they came mm. to like show that they um they were part of britain and that they would fight for britain yeah literally like mm. <laughs> a war that was had nothing to do with them so i feel yeah. like they always tried to like it, yeah it's just a testament to how much they felt that they were british, british. and I then think it, it still continues today in terms of like Caribbean grandparents religiously watching the Queen's speech at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And they it's still feel. Yeah, yeah. literally, it's exactly. Like... Even when I talk to my nan, yeah. <laughs> 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 Should I even say this? 
excited. Uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she, let's, oh. okay, yeah. Like, even like sometimes when I talk to my nan and like how proud she is, like she's a she's a Bayesian, yeah. Um, and just like how proud she seems to be about Brit- being British and just mm. be like obviously she knows the history as well, but just me like I have a completely different perspective on it. I'm just yeah. like, how can you be proud of what these people have come to do? Yeah. In in your country, but she still holds this like, no, like. Do you know what? Yeah. It, do you know what I think it could be? It's the fact that because it has been so indoctrinated, I think it's just seeing the positives of it. I think it's just like, okay, yeah, like it didn't go how I expected it to be, but you know, I've been able to have a family here. It's all the memories that are attached to it, so yeah. it's not as great as um, they was promised it was gonna be. But it's like, oh, you're like. I've got Toro now. I've got my grandchild, and mm-hmm. she's got a, she's got the opportunity. She's probably looking at the future generations that have come from her, saying, "Oh my gosh!" Like mm-hmm. she has an opportunity to, you know, go get her degree, get her masters, you know, be a successful mm-hmm. young black woman. I guess comparing that to like what their life would have been like if they remained in Jamaica. Exactly. It's true. Yeah. Barbados. Well, yeah, in the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. So not these are not first world countries. So. No. That's true. I was watching yeah. this. Um, <coughs> this thing on YouTube, uh, the big question, and one of the things was, um, the question was, should we be proud of the British Empire? Uh, and there were really, yeah, 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 it was really good. But basically this one guy was saying, oh, like basically saying that we should be, and I think he was Pakistani, I think, or mm. Indian. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the British bought uh, road, like infrastructure, yeah. edu- proper education system, all these like different things. But it's like, does that excuse yeah, what, they did. what they did in the process yeah. of, of implementing these things? I think what you have to think of is the advancements in civilizations that were happening in Africa, like away from Europe centuries ago. It's not like Europe were the brains behind like a lot of, for example, like mathematics, like a lot of mathematics was um, done towards the, the east. So like you're talking about, it would have been called Saudi Arabia, but into the eastern side of the world. Yeah. And then you had Af- you had like Egyptians that were really influential. Um, and then you had, in terms of like philosophy, then you had the Greeks and everything like that. So like Britain, like America didn't even exist really. Mm. But these places that are now the powerhouses weren't really the people that, you know, were historically advanced in civilization. They built on the war um, from the people's countries that they destroyed, essentially. A lot of the East was, has been destroyed by the actions of the West. My thing, relating a little bit back to um, the example of Torrigate, is that, like, mm. in a book that we both read, Homegoing, Mm. They were so good. You should really recommend really really? Yeah, okay. well, highly. Yeah. Yeah. highly recommend. It's a book about colonization and okay. it follows two sisters. One line ends up going through slavery in America and the other line remains in Ghana and mm. goes through colonization and all that. It's just very Wow, okay. Yeah. Home going. By who? Yeah, Garcia. Yeah. Say that again? Yeah. Is the oh, yeah, yeah. Guess, yeah. Guess, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so 
in that book, obviously, Ghanaians were just living their lives before, living their humble lives. Mm. And there's a particular chapter which really focuses on religion. It was talking about bringing Christianity to mm. the country and like what these missionaries would do. And mm-hmm. we rarely learn about that. Yeah. But at the same time, because it was, it was quite traumatic the way that they imposed... Christianity on them. Yeah. yeah. And, like there was a lot of weird stuff like beating them and calling them sinners and like wow. and it was always linked to the queen somehow like wow. when they would make them chant like um god save the queen like it would always be like god and like the it felt like queen. it was like god and like the queen okay. would just... like you need to be so the monarch a... in that light yeah so it was, a, it was a perversion of christianity it's like yeah yeah but at the same it's time so though what was happening in um West Africa regarding religion at the time. Mm. Uh, in modern day Western standards, like we mm. just view it as quite barbaric yeah. in many ways, yeah. like killing twins, you know, just things of, of, of that nature. So it's like, yes, you know, was it come <laughs> this is a touchy one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, yes, like it, it, was, it was really bad and terrible. I, I mean, this isn't even properly related to our original question but <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad what had happened but at the same time these practices which are which which were removed because of colonization mm. are these areas better off for it i guess yeah i guess it's i guess it's the, the thing that they brought yeah. civilization yeah and i don't I think that's always i don't think it's to say that it's civil like because I think that's something that's always put like that somehow. No, no, white I'm, I'm not saying that black but, people yeah, how, how to, to be civilized. Civil, I'm not saying it's a yeah. civilized thing, but I just mean in terms of like our it, our life practices, like what we believe. Yeah, like cultural religious, norms were. Yeah, like what, what we practice and how we. Yeah. I'm I'm not even saying that it's like an education process, but mm. like you know, killing twins is wrong. Yeah. Just because they're twins, or like leaving certain children out in the <sighs> yeah. in the forest to die because oh they must be cursed because they're behaving some type of way i think it's hypocritical to go to a place where you're taking slaves and shipping them off to a completely different continent yeah to then come and tell these people the way you're living (laughs) is barbaric like does that make Mm -hmm. sense yeah when the act that you've come here to do is barbaric in itself like it's very hypocritical but i do like see the point that you're making that in that context (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't want to say no anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like who are you to tell these people no, like, I agree like these they were bad but it's, like, it's just who are you to come and tell these people that the way that they're operating and living their lives is is wrong wrong mm. when it it is inherently wrong but I yeah. feel like there were a lot of things that people were doing that that then that we would look now and be like exactly. that was inherently wrong I think mm. that's what the issue is is that it's always put on black people that oh the black people were uncivilized they would you never really hear that about other groups that they might have you know visited on their voyages or whatever it's always oh when we saw the black people you know they had crazy hair they we was put as crazy and wild and you know, doing strange things or whatever. But we didn't really hear that about the Asian or hear that about I think any other... Um, relating to, like, the caste system. So... Yeah. Is, Asians weren't seen as being as high as white, but you weren't as low as black. Yeah. yeah. So it's just whatever's furthest from whiteness. Yeah. yeah which... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like this 
situation, the, the Windrush scandal in particular, or even just um, the fact that they're trying to erase uh, or uh, reconstruct Black History Month to Diversity Month, multiple things, <laughs> whatever. Do you feel like this could happen to any other group? Like, obviously, the, the, we weren't the only migrants who came over to the UK to help post, post-World War Two. Obviously, there were other... Um, there were other groups of people who came over in their thousands. Mm. However, it's our landing cards that were thrown in the bin. <laughs> it's it's uh, whatever laws were changed, it's us that it's affecting and no one else, yeah. no other um, minority group. So do you feel like this could have happened to anyone else? Or like, or why do you think that? <laughs> it's, it yeah. just feels like it's always us, it's yeah. always black people yeah. that they want to yeah. enrage. We've seen that. And a lot of us do believe that they would like to profit off black rage. You know, elderly people and children are seen as, you know, the most defense, uh, most helpless almost in society. So for them to pick on the elderly folks um, as ones that they wanted to target, to be honest, they're targeting all black people of all age, not unlike excluding the Windrush scandal. You can talk about police brutality, you can talk about in the education system, like how schools treat black pupils so at all ages we're being attacked but in a very public manner it's the elderly the ones that actually came to this country were probably the most peaceful group yeah who came to this country yeah. like, 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 that's before trying to assimilate themselves which was so trying much. to match like that's live the their humble life and like these people came here believing that they are british yeah like you didn't even have to you know try to to properly try and assimilate them because like in their minds they were coming here to live an even more British life. Yeah. Mm. They came here with the intention that they were going to work in order mm-hmm. to rebuild this country and like make a better life for themselves. And like it was more so their children, so like our parents, like those born in like the sixties mm. and so were teenagers in like the seventies and eighties yeah. that were um at the forefront of the riots. Yeah. And um kind of fighting back against the racism that was being thrown at them. Not to say yeah. that our grandparents' generation didn't fight back, because they did, but I think that our parents' generation, especially just in terms of what was happening culturally in America and across the world in the 70s and 80s, it was a lot more, like, radical and, like, mm. fight the man yeah. and all that sort of thing. So they were a lot more rebellious. Mm. So it's like, why would you attack, as you said, the most peaceful yeah. generation of black people within the country yeah. like the ones which were here for you the ones which were are still here watching queen speech yeah on exactly Christmas Day. yeah actually yeah they're the one group that like <laughs> why like what is the reasoning because you can't tell me that no one knew that this would be the outcome once they changed the laws, uh, the laws. yeah like not one person saw that this could be a potential problem and the fact that like today i'm i looked at like the bbc and saw like that there was this guy, I can't remember his name, but um, he was Jamaican and he went to Jamaica for a funeral. Um, and this was in 1993. And when he wanted to come back, the UK officials in Jamaica took his passport. Mm. And it's only recently, after 25 years... <laughs> that man was allowed to come back home to east london yeah can you imagine just going on holiday on holiday it's not even a holiday yeah he went for a funeral to bury someone 
Exactly. And loved it's one. always under these hor- like horrific circumstances as well. Yeah. Just like with um oh what was his name? But basically the man who found out that he had he had cancer like i was listening to a podcast and like how oh. it went down he found out he had cancer and then the, the nurse literally yeah took him to the other room and was like i'm sorry you're gonna have to produce papers yeah because we can't give you treatment unless you can you actually imagine that you you're like horrified because you found out you have cancer and then man telling you to produce papers yeah. and yeah. and bearing in mind this guy had been paying tax all his life oh, and he's been he's been like the very people that he had helped con- he had contributed to would then turn around to tell him that you need to produce papers before we can you know, treat yeah. you when you hear stories like that in particular like it's just no wonder why like black mental health numbers yeah. are higher than like the general population yeah like just having these like random situations happening to you and you don't always put it down to race you just think well i haven't heard about this happening it must be yeah. not just me like yeah. i am just unlucky yeah like, that these things have happened to me like throughout my life yeah. rather than thinking this is like because yeah. i'm black and because of unconscious bias and racism yeah i'll be thinking mate i'm done with this life too like yeah. what? i can't the, anxi- the anxiety of being black is always heightened every time we see something like these news stories Especially when we start, when we start to see that pattern anyway, then we start to see, oh, this is a black thing. Okay, mm-hmm. that anxiety within you kind of goes up because you're like, wow, so this could happen to me. Yeah, I'm very black. easy. Like, it's not, mm. it's not, this could happen to my grandma. Mm. It happened to my grandma. Did it? It happened to, yeah, my dad's mum, yeah. What happened? So luckily she lives in Jamaica, so it's not that they deported her or anything, but they refused her entry to the country. Wow. Bearing in mind she has a British passport, Mm-mm. like she has lived here for she a number of years. Because people were saying that it's the fact that they don't, people didn't get their British passports. No, like, she had, she has a passport or some sort of documentation anyway. I'll, I'll find a newspaper article, but they did petitions, they did a mm. video, and they got the mayor of Leamington Spa, which is where my grandma lived when she was in. Um, England and yeah they got the mayor of Leamington Spa on their side written to the um, home office everything yeah. like that like so I need to find out some more information about it from my dad but what was the outcome she's coming next week oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's coming next week <laughs> actually, I feel like they're just week. starting to actually resolve some situation yeah but my dad because so it's my dad my two uncles and my auntie just being like the last because i think it was a year ago they refused it and she said they've been fighting it for about a year writing letters um was this before you knew about the Winrush scandal in general yeah yeah so this was before it came to a fall but i didn't know until he showed me a video maybe a couple i think in summertime he showed me a video i was like wait grandma was refused as well and he was wow. like yeah and i was like oh okay like i hadn't i had no That's idea crazy. but yeah so this is happened this is close to home this mm. is these are people's lives this is my dad's mom that he hasn't seen in a number of years that you know wants to come over see the family see her grandchildren yeah like spend time with family and I mean, this is the country she helped build. Yeah. And these people came over when they were like, what, our age? Like yeah. 23, 24, 25. Yeah. 
I feel like people forget. parents at such a young age. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes like when you you have to like go back to like the personal or individual stories because you lose like the human Respect side to. of it. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, I was watching the debate in Parliament and it was just the MPs or Labour Labour and Conservative governments trying to shift blame. Yeah. It's like listen, it's not even about that. They're all culpable because they were yeah. all at different stages. They were all in, in, cha- in, cha- in charge, like yeah. in power. So it's like you're all liable to this issue. Can we just get to solving it? It's yeah. literally just some shouting at each other. It's just, you look like some back chat. Yeah. I mean, no shade at all, but I'm just saying for the people who are running your country to be bit, like shouting across, like so one man yeah. has to get up and be like, can you stop? You need to listen to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, people running, leading down to yeah. kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one man no. in a wig telling you guys to be quiet. Well, no wonder this country. It was so embarrassing. Just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very mad. Yeah, so we just need to people need to get back to the issue at hand. It's people, yeah, it's like people. real people that it's real. affecting. Very real people. Like you said, people have paid tax yeah. for insurance. And that's the thing, like even a car in two thousand and sixteen there was a um documentary called um Black Nurses Colon The Women Who Saved the NHS. Um I think you can find it on YouTube because it's a while ago now. But it just really touches on some of the stories, the individual stories of women. Uh, predominantly Caribbean but also some African women as well who came to this country and really you know were the backbone of the NHS because the NHS was crumbling you know I think stats were saying that they were like 30% over budget and they were understaffed so when like Toro was saying when the ministers went over to the Caribbean and um, some parts of Africa they was literally begging for people to come over because they knew the amount of money they had heavily invested in the NHS if they didn't get the staff then they would crumble and we wouldn't have the system that we have today and please thank god for the NHS imagine we had America's system of healthcare imagine would I even be here like it's so 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 important that people know and understand the contributions and the sacrifices that have been made but these these women especially that came over to um the uk to help out um the nhs you know with without them without their contributions a lot of our parents wouldn't be here a lot of our parents they're working their hard work their determination to prop up the nhs also meant that they had a stable job and pay so they was able to send their children to school and those children were able to have better opportunities even sending money home and stuff. Sending money home, yeah. I I think I was talking to my my nan and she said that she gave some percentage in Barbados, but basically the immigrants that were sending the money home, how much that built built the economy in Barbados. Like at a point Mm. they were really supporting the economy out there just from the work they they had in the UK. Yeah. Or like US or whatever, wherever they were. And it's like like you said, such a big sacrifice because when you think about you had to leave like their family, their friends, yeah. the place that they knew. Yeah. Like, it, how many of us can go and do that and go and build somebody else's 
economy. Yeah. At like, such a young age as such, well. Yeah, our, exactly. Our own age. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's a huge sacrifice huge, to do. And then, humongous. like you said before, meet such discrimination. Yeah, because like... And you were, you were never expecting it. No, you no. Never, never Because, <laughs> 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 like, my grandma was saying, I remember talking to my, my grandma on my mum's side, and she was just, like, giving little stories to me about her experiences when she first came here. And one of the things that she'll never forget is that one of her friends um, used to have to walk home. You know, like on motorways, there's like that grass patch yeah, yes. where people so, walk on there. Yeah, so you'd have to walk on there because you couldn't afford a car or whatever. So you'd have to walk home. Remember, no phones back in that day, whatever. Anything can happen and people mm-hmm. won't know. And it turned out that basically just because he was black, this man literally veered off the road, knocked him over, ran him over, killed him and mm. drove off. Whether they bothered to find out who it was or not, never yeah. found out. Let's so they couldn't... Back then. Huh? No, yeah, yeah. And so... risking their lives. Yeah. Out here. And so they said that literally couldn't have a casket, couldn't have anything because you couldn't... You didn't even want to see the body. Mm. So his family didn't have even have that kind of peace to say, oh, he's at rest. Mm. It's just disgusting and imagine living with that kind of trauma and just getting up and saying no these are the people that I'm going to serve these are the lives I'm going to save she said times where because she was a nurse as well and she said that she there were times where people would say I don't want you touching me Mm. and in the um, documentary as well that I recommended a lot of the nurses say the same thing there's a lot of times when they would go to tend to someone and the person's like get your black hands off me or get your dirty hands off me something really racist mm. and they would have to a lot of the times they said that they would cry or whatever and like because of the amount of black women there were there was some camaraderie but it's like traumatizing like knowing that yeah. you know the very people you're trying to help and save <laughs> the very people you're trying to help and save would abuse you the way I just want to be like, okay, I'll leave you then. See, that's the thing, and it's crazy though because they went through so much, so much, which is why it's so disgusting that they want to, you know, erase the history. Yeah, I mean that that British is literally history. erasing the history by removing, yeah. you know, the foundation. Yeah, like the, all of the hard work that like allows us to be sitting here with our degrees yeah. and our graduate jobs right now. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. all of that hard work and you're going to take away the people that set that foundation in place. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And if you just think about like the level of black excellence we're seeing now, like as a result of the 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 blood, the tears, the sweat that our four fathers and mothers went through. It's very inspiring on one hand to think, wow, like, we've been through so much and we still are thriving, like, mm-hmm. in schools, like, black Africans are outstripping the competition, like, mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. yeah, in education, yeah, black Africans are outstripping the competition when, and you think about how um, the West has portrayed Africa, you would never, ever think that it would be the black Africans that come here that are, are, are doing the best. It's just rubbing, it's rubbing the salt in, in the wounds of those who, that, you know, whiteness was superior. It's just a testament to the hard, hard work and the resilience that we have as people. That's something that if 
you're going to describe black people as a whole resilience yeah. like the epitome of resilience bouncing back like not taking no for an answer not taking you know being a second class citizen as the gospel you know like we literally still our eyes literally still well, what i don't get though is the fact that like okay so we're here in this uk like um and i'm assuming that surely they just want a cohesive society like, i don't think they, so they, they, they want to set a point i, I mean with think... the whole liberal movement we're supposed to be moving more towards quality like as in that's where the the general world is I, do you know what it is though I think we have to remember that the most important thing for the countries of the world or for the governments of the world is the economy. So if equality means that more money is being spent or... Because capitalism rules are the Western world. So, for example, the reason why we see a lot more um, companies before any company would get behind Black Lives Matter, they're behind the LGBT community. Why? Because they're spending power they understand that if we say, if we don't um, back the, these groups, then people will rise up. The LGBT community is very active. They don't play games. Mm. Like, when they're not happy mm. with something, they will make sure that a fuss is made about it. And so, for them, it's about capitalism. It's about, okay, it's like with the night thing, people are saying, was it a move because they wanted to get black people on side or do they actually believe it? Mm. I don't know. Mm. But capitalism says that you go where the money is. And so a lot of companies go where the money is. Well, so I feel I like that's feel where like the government's power, are. though. Like, I feel like they want to keep us at a certain level. Yeah. Like, because yeah. like, obviously if there's equality across the board, like, everyone is the same. But I feel like the world can't really be like that because of the way humans are. Yeah. We always want to feel like we're better than someone else so i feel yeah. like the people who are in power want to keep you know that structure because it obviously it keeps them at a hierarchy if it's a level playing field like what are the there's no additional benefits for a certain group of people yeah so until like actually i don't even know if that will ever change like they said like it's just so. the nature of humans like if yeah. white people are on top they would want they they're going to want to maintain that, yep. but they want to keep it as peaceful as possible. Yeah, so they'll give you... you they'll give you... Mu- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Incre- just a little bit at a time, but not too much to yeah. threaten the way they feel or the position mm. that they are in. Yeah. So it's just like, you feel like you're progressing, but then something will... You'll, you'll hit something. Yeah. Hit maybe like, oh, maybe we're not. It's kind of like the Brexit vote and this kind yeah. of like rise in nationalism. Like, we thought we were so, so, <laughs> so progressive as a society. But then you had all these, we had the Brexit vote, and now everyone is like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, we didn't yeah. know these views were here. Still we didn't know yeah. these things were, like, there were issues. That, that kind of answers, like, the question I was going to put forward, which is that, like, if people want peace, then they would want us to feel a part of the society. Like, they would want yeah. us to, like, um, care essentially, which is yeah. going to make us work harder. It's going to make yeah. us, you know, want to raise our children to respect the country that we're in. Mm. So I was kind of like confused as to why, you know, they would basically 
do all this like trying to essentially erase blackness you know with the wind rush and with you know this whole diversity mob concept and just the general lack of um media coverage of black issues and black successes but then on the other hand it could be basically like what you said Mm. which is that like if you just don't talk about the negatives at all like Mm. yeah you're just don't talk about positives don't talk about the negatives like you just leave it there then like Mm they'll just go on in this like neutral existence like well i'm not hearing anything about this so yeah this must just be my experience this is a general trend amongst black people my age yeah 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 i think that that Mm -hmm. peace doesn't make money like wars make a lot of selling arms but not civil billion wars. dollar. Not civil. Not civil. Not civil. Wars abroad, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want. You don't want civil unrest that affects yeah. the economy. That affects true, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, look at the riots the other day. Like, obviously, like people are saying that it wasn't like a purely racial thing, but they happened, and so many yeah. businesses were destroyed. Like Ruth's Corner, Croydon. It's still there, though. I was going to say it's still there. No, but the one of the sites is gone. Yeah. Yeah, they made it smaller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just a tree growing there now. It's cute. Memory. Yeah. Memorial now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, like I said, like, these things do happen. Like, it's just like, this is obviously a more extreme example. But with everything that's gone on in the Middle East over the past, like, 20 years, the general kind of view of it from a lot of people is that because the West essentially keep on interfering in these countries, mm. it's like you shut down one like extremist group or one government which isn't like abiding by the tax regulation laws that you <laughs> want them to abide by so you're gonna start this like next law um war. Yeah. But then at the same time you have these children living, growing up in warfare yeah. and they're going to grow up and be angry, like yeah. you came and you destroyed my country. Yeah. Like, how am I going to be here, like, yeah, like, you know, the West, <laughs> like, I'm going to want to, like, you know, fight back and, like, take back my country and do all this. So, obviously, yeah. a much more extreme example, but it's just, like, you can't treat a group of people in a certain way for an extended period of time and not expect some kind of backlash, Yeah. as we have seen with the riots, as we've seen with these various situations. Yeah. So, it's, like... What is the what is the goal for like what what do they want from us by essentially erasing blackness like what what are they hoping will happen? I I really don't know, but all I know is that I am pretty sure they want to keep us at a certain level. They yeah. want to keep yeah just keep us at a certain level. This yeah. is like a smaller version. Well, not smaller, but basically like with the ethnicity pay gap. It's like they allow us to be hired. Like obviously they have yeah. like with diversity and initiatives and inclusion, they have quite yeah they have yeah. the shortlist quotas or hiring quotas or whatever that they need to meet. But the thing that causes ethnicity pay gaps is the fact that we're much less likely to be promoted. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of like how society is. It's like mm. they let you get to a certain level. Yeah. But to get past that, you have to be an anon- anonymy. But yeah, because what you're saying is essentially the pro- so we're seeing the progression. Whereas before they wouldn't be let in the building at all. Mm. Now that you're actually in the building, but you might not be on a graduate scheme. You're just working in reception or you're a cleaner or something. Then you get to oh now you're allowed to be in a graduate scheme now, whatever, but you're not getting promoted. Mm. So it's like there's always a brick wall somewhere. They're gradually letting you 
letting us but then, in yeah, the place you couldn't say that's progress then yeah because yeah, that right. is it, improvement it is, yeah. it is improvement but like we said it's the incremental small one but it's not actually they're not going to let us get to where they are like, but I don't see. know you know yeah, we may have I, don't see. Like, I don't think when my granddad was like working on a building site for all mm. of those decades yeah. like, that he would first of all know that my sort of job would exist because like industries yeah. prop up every single day yeah yeah um and second of all that i would have you know my two degrees mm. be working alongside my white peers for them to not be shouting racial insults at me or asking to see my tail yeah, yeah. as he would have experienced it was impos- yeah. impossible yeah, yeah. so but, just as like he would have never imagined or probably would have never imagined mm. that level of success yeah we at the same time don't probably really know what our grandkids yeah. What they'll it's, be achieving. It's true, actually. It's true. I just think the only the only thing that makes it a lot more the main thing that makes it a lot more difficult for me to imagine is the generational wealth that we're talking about that white people have access to. Because mm. it's not just working hard. Oh, look, I'm earning this amount, X amount of money. This is my dad's owns this company. My uncle owns this company, or this so and so. It's a family thing that I'm kind of born into or it's just the fact that you're white you have worked hard because you people look at you and see themselves they're more they're more willing to to push you you up and prop you up and bring you into their positions and that's something we will never have yeah that things like that will always be there until yeah unless we see like a shift in where like um, you said like the wealth of the black community starts yeah. to increase and we're able to be at those CEO positions yeah. Yeah. and we're but able to takes, pull it takes yeah, generations that, though, like, like, to pull in that continuous it's true wealth. but I feel like we could get there like how yeah. you, we just described that there has been progress like it takes mm. time to build generational wealth I feel like that core issue is that it, it's going to take white people accepting that by literally saying yeah, cool. You guys can come up and and be part of this because at the moment they are the gatekeepers, and so if they have to, they they kind of have to. For example, I I, I think it's up to us. Because I get what you're okay. saying, but I think that that is is up to us because mm. like yes, I, I feel like in terms of um our grandparents' generation, the work was a lot more like manual, yeah. and they weren't going to be promoted to like managerial level. Our yeah. parents' generation did have access to that, mm. and they were a lot more in like the office environments and yeah. that level of stuff. Our generation now we're getting into even higher positions, and like yeah. sometimes we're going into a room where we're the only black people in there. Yeah, and I true. think that then like what you're saying like it's our responsibility to like remain in those industries. And mm. like be the best that we can, so we can get to the highest level we can, and then bring up other people mm. along with us. Yeah, like not be that one to just repotism. I've been telling you about no repotism. Repotism is racial nepotism. It's a term coined by yours truly. Oh yes, it's called repotism. As in, you read the word. It's a variation <laughs> of nepotism. It's nepotism. Don't repetism. say it's made up word. Nepotism. Sure. You've got to help. You've got to help your fellow <laughs> brothers and sisters. Um, you cannot shut the door. Nah, I'm not saying like oh huh? people should. Yeah. You can't shut the door. You can't shut the door. You've got to bring up, bring through your own. 
Yeah, you got to bring through your own people because other people aren't doing it for us. They will do it up until the quote is finished. Bing! Then it's like, ah, sorry, mate. Yeah. After that, you so... You be recommending your friends for roles in your jobs if there are things coming up. You have to yeah. send that to your friend you know has the skills, like... Yeah, yeah. I really think it's, it's on our generation now that is in our role in this movement towards equality and, like, aiding the black race within this country yeah. is to, like network and mm. get as high as we can so we can bring others in beneath us mm. because fair enough we ourselves may not become like ceo of barclays or something one day mm. but like the more we can bring people like us in that are qualified not just end some of any of our gum up in people that actually deserve this opportunity mm. and have the skills and the experience that to do well at the job and succeed yeah mm. they need to be given those opportunities and then from there on i don't know what our children's role in this will be yeah I feel like, our, you know, what? I genuinely feel like, and I think that our children can be the ones that are in serious senior positions where it's not like, oh, first black, blah, blah, because we're seeing a lot of firsts yeah, now. Yeah, we're firsts. seeing a lot of firsts now, and those are the generations above us, actually. It's not really our age, per se, under 25s. Mm. Not as much, it's more 30s, 40s. We're seeing, oh, first this, first that. So I feel like by the time our children come around, it will just be it like, should it should be the norm. He's oh yeah, he does this. Yeah, oh, yeah he's black. Like, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not a thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's But I think um in also in regards to what you said in, in regards to it's like the older generation that we're seeing hitting all of these first. Like yeah. first this, first that. Um, I also feel like we like another role that our generation has in all this is starting up our own things. You're like, right. Our yeah. generation yeah. is definitely the age of like entrepreneurialism. Yeah, hundred percent. We are seeing so many like you know discount cards. There's Jammy. Yeah. The discount card. Like British black Yeah. Yeah, and there's um BCCG, um which is like a black British city group. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is all about aiding young black people trying to get into very professional careers like yeah. law, accountancy, that sort of thing. Mm. So. I also feel like our generation, our role in this is to like create these groups, create these yeah. companies, these which are black owned. Yeah. yeah. And if you think of just even this, those ones that are companies like for profit and stuff, there's a lot of them just starting up an Instagram page, mm. you know, cake making, doing hair, selling hair. As much as like all of this stuff is happening, like, I really hope that it is promoted well. Like yeah. I hope that we as a community engage with these different projects. And yeah. engage with these businesses and yeah. make it mainstream, make it popular. Yeah. yeah. Because that's I think is like the, the crux power. of like what our issue has been. Yeah. As Supporting. like immigrants yeah. in this country. A corporate support. Each other. Yeah. yeah. We we need to feel like right, these things are happening by mm. people that look like me, therefore I am a part of this society. Mm. Yeah. I know one um article that was wrote in the our Black History Month edition, um this guy was talking about um, being a black British traveller. Oh, that's a good article. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. Um, and she was basically talking about on Twitter how, I don't know if you've seen this kind of thing where loads of black people have been going to Santorini oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and people will like quote tweet and just be like, 
Yeah, uh, so negative. Yeah, right, so negative, man. and Jeez. it's like there seems to be a, always seems to be like a depreciation in something when loads of black people it's, 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 go to a place yeah. or buy a thing. It's like oh, that's so bait now, or mm. oh, like no, we like no, we can't do that because just because of the fact that loads of black people are invested in it and like it and want to purchase it, Absolutely and we just need to ridiculous. come out of that mindset, like. Yeah. It is a for I like she wrote in the art article that you know it is a form of self hate and I feel it like is. I agree. It is. Yeah, I agree because it's it why is. is it that someone, a black person, buys something? Why is there the depreciation mm. in it? What is it about us that makes things less valuable? I feel like that is, and that article was written by Jen as well, by the way. So go check that out on themovehub.com. Cheers. Plug. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it was just a really good point that she brought up. And I just feel like it's so true. And we just need to come out of this mindset. Like, we need to support each other. Like, us buying one thing is not depreciating anything. Yeah. Mm. And it's, like, it's exactly the same as kind of what, like, the white system does in regards to housing. Which Mm. is that, like, if there's an all-white neighbourhood and then yeah. a black person buys a house on you a particular road, yeah. then the actual value of the houses on the road yeah. go yeah. down. Yeah. And yeah. then the more black people that come, the less yeah. valuable that area is. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's so disgusting, though. When like, you think about that. House prices actually go down. <laughs> that's actually disgusting when you think about it, though. Like, us being somewhere makes the value of the place less. Whereas, like, when... Wow. Like in these places, like Brixton, gentrification happening. Yeah. You see, price um house prices price actually going up. All this does help for our own mindset. Though, exactly. If these things are pra- if these things happen in reality, yeah. I feel like yeah. how can we, how can we have that self confidence in ourselves when the world is telling yeah. us that we're worth less? Literally, mm. the value we're seeing our value, we're seeing that we bring down the value of things when we enter them. We need to reject that's that. That's disgusting. That's yeah, not the truth. I need to protect yeah. my spirit. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Wow. Because, yeah, like, it's literally, I, I just, I really feel like kind of bringing this all back to the whole erasing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of, of blackness. The of blackness, yeah. Um... Yeah, we we do really need to view what we produce differently, mm. and we need to promote ourselves more positively in order to 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 feel part of the society. Yeah, yeah, feel like we're worth something in the society. Yeah. We're not just some because that just contributes to the the feeling of worthlessness that I, I do feel like is quite common in all spaces, but within the black spaces, it's even more so which sees people turn to just multiplying their insecurity that's that, that insecurity toxic masculinity that fragility of of the male ego and then we see it with women and how it just translates into just insecurity and comparison and the whole craze of uh, bum surgeries and it just goes to show you that all these things are so so connected and that we there's the future is so so bright but there's also a lot of work to be done but i'm excited for the future of what our fellow black british people diversity month 
reject no, diversity. No, we fully part. reject that. That's not anything. Yeah, also, that's not cultural. If, if we need to feel a part yeah. of this, then we need to actually have Black History Month and do it correctly. Black History Month is like, learn what These people don't even teach in school here. and then they want to come and erase Black exactly. History Month. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Black History Month is essential. Black history in general is essential. Every month, Black every British day. History Black is British history essential. Exactly. Yeah. Not huh. We don't need, like, I love Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't British, bro. We're tired. Love you, Malcolm. It's not every day. We are so tired. It's really day. not. Rosa Parks, you're a G, but you know. The spotlight is here in yeah. this UK, this island. Like, yeah. please. We have so much going on here, and I think we're finally seeing it. I think the music scene is probably just the best example of the progression that we are seeing within um, Black British culture. It's just reflecting the different areas that we're thriving in. You know, entertainment is booming. Like, Black British entertainment is booming. Comedians. Like, a lot of our content that we consume now, whereas before, we was looking at Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, Chris Tucker, Dave Chappelle... Etc. Etc. For our comedy, now we just go Uncle Ed or um, Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle nice Ed. We look at yeah, Yom's yeah. TV. We look at Mona Comedian. Yeah, <laughs> we look at <laughs> we look at Mona Comedian. We looking at the Michael, Michael Dapper. Dapper. We're looking at um, mm. Kyoto Iwumi. We're looking at these guys and and um, facing the news. We're looking at her. We're looking at these so much talent within the black British sphere that it's just showing us that, you know, so much is possible right here. Yeah, we can be successful here. And right we, here. We, we have a place in this society. Yeah. Yeah. And also it reminds us that our, that there is value in our in our coin, in our pounds. Like we that when we decide to support something it is actually powerful. Yeah. Very. So you look at look at our artists that are really blown, that are doing things. You know, you look at you look at obviously Storms is a great example. You look at you know Crept and Cone and opening Crepes and Cones. Whatever you however yeah, you feel about Crepes and Cones. I really like, like I really like that the fact that artists are branching out and trying to do other things. Yeah. yeah. Like not just in that same lane. They see the potential for other things. And yeah. I feel like that's so. Toro. 
Um, and that is T-O-R-O underscore O-X. Um, I'm Priscilla. I'm also co-founder of The Mood. And you can find me at Priscilla Hope underscore on Twitter. And it is Joshua. And my at is J-A-Y-T-H-E-E-K-I-N-G. Don't break her areas. What's your... <laughs> No, it's it's bring back her edges. Oh, just go on. The Move Hub Podcast.